Hello, this is Jerry Budney, and for the next hour, I'll be reading from the May 4th, 2023 issue of the East Aurora Advertiser on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. East Aurora School District offering agriculture class. There's a section of land at East Aurora High School's 100-acre campus that's going to return to its farming roots. Beginning this fall, East Aurora will be offering a class to upperclassmen that combine the skills of farming and agriculture with the sorry, excuse me, with the principles of living a sustainable lifestyle. It will be called sustainable agriculture. In the programs made in a year, students will be raising meat chickens, building a chicken coop, creating garden beds, planting and harvesting cool weather vegetables, planting fruit bushes, and learning recipes with these foods. The laboratory for this class will be a one-acre plot of farmland on the north side of the school facing Sweet Road. There are thoughts of adding bees to the curriculum, making maple syrup, and opening up the space to students at Parkdale Elementary and Main Street Middle School in the future. The course will be a science elective and will be taught by Ethan Hansen and Jeff Shelley. It will be capped at approximately 24 students. Sustainable agriculture will take place during the eighth period, which is the final period of the day, but it will extend into a 35-minute period after school to open up for other students not part of the course that want to participate in some of the day-to-day farm activities. The financial component of this course has been made possible by a grant from the East Aurora Education Foundation. Hansen and Shelley have created a fluid five-year plan for this class. According to Shelley, the course is a survey class, meaning that they will take it in the direction that the students want to go in, rather than working with traditional lesson plans. In the winter months, when farm work will be minimal, the students will be working on projects about agriculture and food science, like making yogurt. The idea for this class sprouted after Hansen gave a presentation to his peers during a staff development day last year. Hansen has a second part-time job where he works on a local organic farm, and his presentation was about local food, local farmers, and the importance of supporting them. The presentation inspired Principal Bill Roberts, who began to envision packaging Hansen's message into a course for students. Roberts and Hansen began visiting other school districts around western New York with similar agriculture programs for inspiration, and then Hansen brought Shelley on board. Together, they've created a course to teach students an understanding and appreciation for the connections between food, health, the environment, and their communities. They hope that when students graduate from the course, they have a deeper understanding of the life cycle of food, how to be more self-sufficient, and how to take care of the environment by leaving a smaller footprint. I think after COVID, people started to want to become more sustainable, especially with food, and they wanted to get back to the basics, Shelley said. We live in such a fast-paced world. We don't take time to understand the basics of growing our own food and how important it is. We want to make well-rounded individuals who understand the food cycle and who can make healthy meals while supporting things that are local. Hansen said 
They'll have two batches of meat chickens next year, one in the spring and one in the fall. There are thoughts of collecting scraps from the cafeteria to feed them. The chickens will be processed locally, and they are still contemplating how they will be distributed. They will also be planting peas and several lettuces in the spring. In year two, they'll bring in egg-laying chickens. This will require that the farm be tended throughout the summer months, and Hanson and Shelley are looking into applying for grants to pay students to work as a part-time job. I think we have kids who would be interested in crossing the bridge from spring to fall. We don't know how we will do it, but we have seen it done elsewhere, Hanson said. Hanson and Shelley would like to get other community members involved with this project as partners or mentors. A community, quote, friends of EAHS Sustainable Agriculture, end of quote, group, will hold its first meeting on Monday, May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the high school library. The teachers are seeking community members that are interested in volunteering their expertise, passion, connections, or simply their time and energy in support of sustainable agriculture education in the community. For more information about this group, email Ethan Hansen at ehansen at eak12.org or Jeff Shelley at J. S-H-E-L-L-E-Y at E-A-K-12.org. Aurora Board nixes proposed apartments. Officials want property to remain business by David Dahl, correspondent. A proposal to change a property zoning to create two new five-unit apartment buildings in the town of Aurora has been denied. The town of Aurora board voted unanimously to refuse to rezone a property located at 359 Quaker Road from commercial to residential on Monday, April 24th. PBI Holdings of Western New York requested the zoning change to allow the creation of two five-unit apartment buildings where a house-turned-law office presently sits vacant. Board members described the proposal as spot zoning when a property serves a different purpose than the surrounding buildings. To me, this is the definition of spot zoning, Councilmember Charles Snyder said. Another board member voiced a concern that future residents may object to business openings nearby. We don't want to create an almost inevitable conflict down the road for future boards and future residents, Councilmember Joseph McCann said. The developer's attorney, Brian Atia, argued apartments would fit the neighborhood because other residential properties exist a few hundred yards in each direction. When you drive through on that street heading into the village, the concept is not industrial, he said. To reach the houses, a pedestrian would have to walk a long distance, Councilmember Luke Wochensky said. McCann stressed that the property is zoned commercial because businesses are supposed to open in that area. We don't want to prohibit that growth, he said. A manufacturing plant, API Delavan Inc., and an office building, 3095 Southwestern Boulevard Inc., border the property. When asked for the reaction to the board's decision, Atia and the developers voiced disappointment as they left. They planned to consider legal options. We felt it would have been a meaningful investment to the town's base, Atia said.
In December, the planning board asked the Aurora Town Board to allow multifamily use on the property. Board members disagreed with the suggestion after consulting with the Code Review Committee and referred the proposal to the planning board in March. The planning board endorsed the original proposal on April 5th, 7-1. Had the town board allowed the rezoning, the developer would have demolished the building and constructed the apartments. In another matter, the board approved the social media policy it discussed on April 10th and again during a special meeting on April 18th. The new policy specifies what kind of content may be posted on the social media platforms that the town government uses, such as Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Content must be limited to emergency announcements such as road and bridge closings, promotion of town-sponsored events, town government employment openings, and announcements of new employees, public hearings, and budget details. Posts may not promote or oppose a political candidate or ballot measure, sell products, use profanity or sexual language, threaten someone, reveal confidential matters, or compromise the public safety. The town board accepted a retirement notice from Roger Pigeon, assessor, effective April 28th, and appointed Stephen Pigeon as assessor from April 29th to September 30th, 2025. In addition, the board authorized a $2,175 purchase of three columnar tulip trees from Murray Brother Nurseries in Orchard Park to be planted outside the Aurora Municipal Center on Oakland Avenue. The funding will be taken from a contingent account. They allowed a special event permit for the opening and dedication of the Scott Beeler Beeler Family Foundation Rural Outreach Center at 730 Olean Road on June 8th. Beeler is the chief executive officer and president of West Toronto Group. Granted a temporary use permit to the West Falls Center for the Arts for a July 2nd event in the West Falls JP, nicely West Falls Memorial Park. An army band and children will perform. No alcoholic beverages will be served. Named Roger LeBlanc as an on-call part-time dog control officer at $20 an hour. Councilman James Granville participated remotely from Lauderdale-by-the-Sea, Florida. Memories. Fifteen years ago, May 4, 2008. Elma Town Supervisor Michael Nolan announces he will end his effort to seek the New York State Assembly seat for the 2nd District held by Michael Cole after approximately four weeks of candidacy. Author Rafe Martin attends the East Aurora Main Street Elementary School's Writers' Fair, sharing his thoughts on storytelling with students from 3rd to 5th grade. Matthew R. Dominski, a 2005 graduate of East Aurora, is named to the Dean's List at Buffalo State College as a sophomore studying mathematics. East Aurora writer Rick Oler announces an all-day writer's retreat on May 17th at the Sky Ranch in East Otto, about 35 minutes from East Aurora. Thomas Hadala of East Aurora is named to the President's List at Bentley College in Waltham, Massachusetts. As a freshman majoring in finance, Hadala maintained a grade point average of 3.7 or higher throughout the term. 30 years ago, May 4, 1993. Gerard Nowak of West Falls was honored by Moog's in by Moog 
Inc.'s first 40-year employee. His children, son Chip and daughter Debbie, also work for Moog. Renovations are completed at the East Aurora branch of the M&T Bank in the Village Shopping Center. Helping celebrate the day are Mayor John Pagliaccio, Jim Noonan, Cluster Manager, Jay Nicely, Town Councilman, Paul Hume, East Aurora Branch Manager, Howard Vehu, Senior Vice President of Retail Banking, and Bill Green, Town of Aurora Supervisor. The Iroquois Central Marching Band, under the direction of Donald Ross and Elaine Repold, wins first prize in both Color Guard and Marching Unit categories in the annual Dogwood Festival. Parade at Charlottesville, Virginia. Erica Drescher, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Thomas Drescher of Park Place, is chosen to serve as Educational Affairs Director for the Allegheny College Student Government Cabinet. Drescher is a 1990 graduate of East Aurora High School. Town of Aurora Supervisor Bill Green and Councilman Jay Nicely spar following the presentation of the town's independent audit accountant's annual audit report. While the town's financial condition is pronounced as good and sound, ongoing problems with record keeping by the supervisor's office are highlighted in the 12-page management letter that accompanies the annual financial statement. Sister Joellen Ellis, OSF, celebrates her 25th anniversary of religious order with a mass and reception at St. Lawrence Church on East Delavan Avenue. Stephanie Beerley, an East Aurora High School senior, is elected is selected as Athlete of the Week, having led the Blue Devils track and field team to a dual-meet victory over Cheektowaga Central High School as the only triple winner. A tri-captain of the team, Beerley also competes on the girls' soccer team and is the daughter of Jack and Teresa Kloss of East Aurora. Forty-five years ago, May 4th, 1978. Jennifer Henfling, a sophomore at East Aurora High School, is named Athlete of the Week. Marine Lance Corporal Robert K. Crichton, son of Mr. and Mrs. Thomas R. Crichton of Emory Road, is promoted to the Third Force Service Support Group in Okinawa. Lee Repko, a 10th grade student at East Aurora High School, is one of four local students to an honorable mention in the 49th Annual Americanism Essay Contest, sponsored by the Buffalo News. The honor roll at East Aurora High School contained the names of 201 students. Mr. and Mrs. Daniel J. Ernst announced the birth of a son, Kevin. Mrs. Merrill Schmoor of Warner Hill Road in the town of Wales celebrates her 100th birthday. A high-speed motor chase down Main Street around residential streets in the west end of town and out Main to Route 78 in the town of Wales results in charges of two counts of reckless driving, two counts of speeding, two counts of failure to comply with an officer, nine stop sign violations, and one count of passing on the right. Nine-year-old Julie Sabol the granddaughter of Mr. and Mrs. R.B. Walker of North Willow Street, wins the Illinois State Diving Championship in the YMCA competition in Palatine, Illinois. Sixty years ago, May 4, 1963, David R. Moore, son of Mr. and Mrs. Kenneth Moore of Griggs Place, is chosen by the International Christian Youth Exchange Program to live, study, and travel in Europe for a year. Mrs. James O. Elam is selected president of the East Aurora League of Women Voters. 
Slender Ease Salon announces its grand opening under the new management of Peggy and Diane at the Aurora Village Shopping Center. Mr. and Mrs. Gerald Cope announced the birth of a daughter, Anne-Marie. Private First Class, Frank L. Gaddy, son of Mr. and Mrs. Conrad Gaddy of Elma, returns to the U.S. after a 14-month assignment in Korea. Sylvia R. Clack, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Theodore Clack of North Street, is selected for membership at Chai Beta Phi, a national scientific honor fraternity. The ninth annual spring concert is presented at Parkdale Elementary School. Twelve East Aurora Girl Scouts from Troop 698 travel to Mexico for a 10-day stay, accompanied by Scout Leader Mrs. Marvin Cadet and Assistant Leader Mrs. Kenneth Eck. Nelson Spencer, a 1936 graduate of East Aurora High School, is the project manager of NASA's Explorer 17 satellite put into orbit from Cape Canaveral. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the East Aurora Advertiser on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. News. Aurora Police Report. Fraudulent Action Under Investigation. Multiple attempts were unsuccessfully made to intercept a package from UPS containing $10,000 after the sender realized she was a victim of fraud. A female resident on Buffalo Road reported on April 6th that she received a call from the Geek Squad on March 30th stating that her $200 refund check was accidentally issued for $20,000 and she was advised to call a 1-800 number. The unknown person at the other end of the line on the toll-free number advised her to send $10,000 in cash to an address in Las Vegas, Nevada, in order to avoid legal trouble. She complied with the request and sent a cash package through UPS in East Aurora. The victim had shared the story with a female resident from Henry Drive in Elma who knew it was a scam. The Elma resident called UPS to have the package stopped, and UPS was able to do so before the package was delivered in Las Vegas, returning the package to the sender. Despite attentive tracking, according to the report, the return package was intercepted and delivered by a UPS driver parked in front of Vidler's on Main Street in East Aurora on April 5th, who was approached by a shorter, pudgy Asian male. The report says that after asking the driver for the package, the male subject provided the sender's last name and correct tracking information. Another UPS driver was approached by an individual matching that description earlier in the week while he was parked at Quickfill in East Aurora. A request has been made to view, play, view video footage from the gas station. DWI a 38-year-old female from Wales was charged with multiple infractions, including speeding and DWI after she drove off the roadway and left her vehicle around midnight on April 26th. She was later discovered to be walking away from the accident, which occurred on Lapham Road. She also had mud on her clothes. 
According to the report, the female told the officers that she accidentally went off the road, so she called her mother to pick her up. She said she laid down to take a rest and that she had been at a bar in East Aurora earlier in the evening. She admitted to drinking two alcoholic beverages. Several sobriety tests were conducted, and the report says that she failed them. Her BAC was recorded at 0.17%. If convicted, she could face felony charges because this would be the second DWI in 10 years. The other incident occurred in West Seneca in October 2022. The East Aurora's Advertiser's Police Report is intended to provide information about local enforcement and activity using data provided by the East Aurora Police Department. Suspects' names are withheld from the blotter as the advertiser does not usually provide coverage of the courts nor investigate blotter items. Erie County Sheriff's Report, Residents Advised to Lock Cars. Erie County Sheriff's deputies report that items were stolen from unlocked vehicles in Elma on April 25th that were parked on Hilltop Drive, Rolling Green Lane, Woodard Road, and Woodside Drive. In addition, there's a report about items being stolen from an unlocked vehicle in Elma parked on May Drive on April 26th. The report does not say if these incidents are thought to be related. In other area calls handled by the Erie County Sheriff's deputies out of the Elma substation, on April 21st, an individual on Clinton Street in Elma reported that two counterfeit checks were deposited into a business account. A missing person was reported on Garfield Street in Holland. On April 22nd, there were no incidents reported. On April 23rd, there was also no incidents reported. On April 24th, a resident on Homeward Place in Elma reported that an unknown person was sending unwanted messages on social media. On April 25th, no injuries were reported following a single vehicle accident on Route 400 in Elma near Jamison Road. An accident involving two vehicles was reported on Billington Road in Elma near Maple Road. No injuries were reported. A resident on Warner Hill Road in Wales reported that an unknown person opened an account in his name and the incident was documented. On April 26, numerous items were reported as stolen from a property on Clinton Street in Marilla and the case was turned over to detectives. The Sheriff's Report is intended to provide information about local enforcement and activity using data provided by the Erie County Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office does not usually include the names and subjects in this report. Springville teacher from Holland arrested on pornography charges. A 45-year-old male from Holland was arrested and charged by criminal complaint with possession of child pornography. The charge carries a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison.
The assistant U.S. attorney handling the case stated that, according to the complaint, in March 2023, an investigation by the FBI Miami field office determined that the suspect, a fifth-grade teacher in the Springville School District, had been communicating with a 15-year-old minor female in Dover, New Hampshire, on Snapchat since at least January of 2023. As part of these communications, he directed the minor girl to send pictures and videos that consisted, excuse me, that constituted child pornography. On April 19th, the FBI Miami field office alerted the FBI Buffalo field office about him and his investigation, which revealed that he also sent multiple sexually explicit images of himself to the minor victim through Snapchat. On April 21st, the FBI Buffalo Field Office executed two search warrants at residents associated with the suspect and seized his cell phone. A forensic review of the phone recovered multiple sexually explicit conversations between himself and the minor victim on Snapchat, which had been occurring since at least August of 2022. If anyone has any information regarding this case, contact the FBI at 716-843-1611. The fact that a defendant has been charged with a crime is merely an accusation, and the defendant is presumed innocent until and unless proven guilty. Meetings. The East Aurora Village Board will next meet on Monday, May 15th at 7 p.m. at 585 Oakwood Avenue. Visit https slash eastaurora.newyork.us backslash on the day of the meeting to see the agenda. The Aurora Town Board will meet on Monday, May 8th at 6.30 p.m. at 585 Oakwood Avenue. The next Marilla Town Board meeting is scheduled for Thursday, May 11th at 7 p.m. in the Marilla Town Hall, located on Two Rod Road. The Elma Town Board will meet on Wednesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. in the Elma Town Hall, located at 1600 Bowen Road in Elma. The next Town of Wales Board meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, May 9th at 7 p.m. at 12345 Big Tree Road in Wales Center. The Holland Town Board will meet on Wednesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. at the Holland Town Hall on Pearl Street. The board generally meets on the second Wednesday of each month. The East Aurora School Board meets on Tuesday, May 16th at 7 p.m. at the East Aurora Middle School on Main Street. The Iroquois Central School Board meets on Tuesday, May 9th at 7 p.m. in the Iroquois Middle School on Girdle Road. The Holland Central School Board will next meet on May 8th at 6 p.m. for a budget hearing at the Holland Community Center on Legion Drive. Playing at the Aurora is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. It opens Thursday, May 4th at 7 p.m., Friday, 7 p.m., Saturday through Sunday, 3 and 7, Monday and Thursday, 7 p.m. For more information, you can call 716-652-1660 or 
www.theauroratheater.com. DeLacy Ford is having a spring maintenance special. They're located at 3061 Transit Road, Elma, New York, 716-668-1200. The $99.95 special includes an oil change, tire rotation, wiper replacement, and car wash. You can also contact them at www.delacyford.com. Erie County receives another credit rating upgrade. Erie County Executive Mark Polencars and Erie County Controller Kevin Hardwick recently announced that the global credit rating agent Fitch Ratings has upgraded Erie County's credit rating from A-plus to A-A-, a positive change. This latest credit rating upgrade follows Standard & Poor's S&P decision in August 2022 to upgrade Erie County's credit rating from AA- to AA, with both affirmations a reflection of the growing and diverse local economy and exceptional efforts by the county. Fitch rated the county's outlook stable to reflect the county's improved financial resilience resulting from management's decisive steps to reduce spending, to maintain healthy reserves in response to global pandemic-related revenue losses. Credit ratings help determine the interest rate and capacity at which Erie County can borrow money. The higher the credit rating, the lower the interest rate will be for future borrowings. State budget passes totals $229 billion by Natalie Spink, freelance contributor. Neighbor to Neighbor News, 26 days late, legislators passed 2023-24 New York State budget on Thursday, April 27th. The state budget is due each year on April 1st. However, disagreements during negotiations pushed the budget back nearly four weeks. Legislators were forced to pass numerous budget extenders over the 26-day span to avoid a state shutdown and allow state employees to continue receiving their paychecks. I promised New Yorkers we'd make the state more affordable, more livable, and safer, and this budget delivers on that promise, Governor Kathy Hochul said after the budget. Budget passed. The budget totals approximately two hundred and twenty-nine million. Excuse me, two hundred and twenty-nine billion. It includes a provision that makes a key change to the 2019 bail reform laws. Judges are now given more discretion in setting bail for suspects of serious crimes. Prosecutors and defenders will also receive more funding to assist the discovery process pre-trial. School aid totals $34.5 billion under the budget. Foundation aid will be fully funded for the first time in history. A major topic of the budget talks, new building construction, must feature zero emissions. This would mean gas stoves and furnaces would not be allowed, and the rule would go into effect by 2030. Cannabis is also featured in the budget. Office of Cannabis Management and the Department of Taxation and Finance will be given greater power in shutting down and Fining illegal cannabis operations. The legal marketplace is anticipated to grow, however. Another feature of the budget includes a raise in the minimum wage. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the East Aurora Advertiser on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. State budget passes 
excuse me, meeting planned for West Falls Road Project. The West Falls Advisory Committee and Town Aurora Highway Department will be hosting community outreach event on May 31st. A meeting will be held with members of the state transportation design team to explain the road reconstruction plans for Road 240, currently scheduled to begin in 2024. Town of Aurora Highway Superintendent David Gunner and State Engineers Brian Dankert, Mario Delfonso, and Christopher Burkle will be available for questions and to listen to input from the residents. The meeting will be held at the West Halls Fire Department at 1864 Davis Road at 7 p.m. Spring Bear revisits Colden, and there's a picture Uh, It says, this black bear image was captured with a ring doorbell on Center Street south of East Aurora High School. A giant black bear was first observed on April 16th visiting residential bird feeders near the S-curve on Center Street just south of East Aurora High School. One resident on Partridge Road finally caught the bear on her ring camera. Marilyn J. Calhoun Allen said, I took my feeders off the poles after he came Monday night. I see he is now headed down to the other end of Partridge. I'm not sure if it was the same bear, but he was taking all my other feeders down every night. He finally decided to take those big feeders off. He was a big bear and walked on his hind legs from one feeder to another. I watched him until I turned on the outside light, and then he ran. We took down the feeders the next day because we wanted him to move on. We have gotten him a few times on the camera, and last year he was here too. That's That's why I wanted a camera in the backyard to see if he returned, we could get a picture. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation says black bears are an essential natural component of New York's ecosystem. Whether you live or recreate in the bear country, they ask residents to please help maintain and protect the bear. At the same time, protect yourself and your property by not feeding bears and by reducing bear attractants. The state has a program that allows residents to become citizen scientists for black bear research and management. To learn more about that program and to avoid conflict with bears in New York State, visit https://www.dec.ny.gov backslash animals backslash 6960.html. Compiled by Forrest Fisher. Living Portrait of Twain. Mike Randall is Mark Twain on stage at the Roycroft Pavilion last Saturday with his one-man show, Mark Twain Live. And it is showing a picture of Mike Randall dressed as Mark Twain. Deadlines for the East Aurora Advertiser for next week's issue are 5 p.m. on Friday for the community calendar, church notices, weddings, engagements, and social announcements. Noon on Monday for general news, letters to the editor, and photographs. 5 p.m. on Monday for classified ads and sports stories. And noon on Tuesday for obituaries, public hearings, and legal notices. Life and Leisure. Holland Tulip Festival sees some changes by Shelley Ferullo, editor. 
After 65 years, the annual Holland Tulip Festival is still going strong, but it has had to evolve with the times. This year's festival begins on May 11th and runs through May 13th. It is still sponsored by the Kiwanis Club of Holland. It will still include the Queen's Pageant on Friday and the craft show over the weekend. The beer tent will be in full swing on Friday and Saturday night with live music. There will be bounce houses for children, a mechanical bull, miniature golf, and a climbing wall. The Tulip Festival will also still have a parade. However, for the second year in a row, the festival will not have rides. Organizers have tried for months to strike a deal with a local amusement company, but they have been turned down, being told that the Holland Tulip Festival is too small. We looked all over the East Coast trying to get rides, Kiwanis President Susan Vanderbush says. We have tried so hard. Vanderbush said that the community organization could see this change on the horizon before the pandemic. Several years ago, the amusement company that they contracted with wanted the festival to add a third day, which it did, to make it worth the time to set up the rides and concessions, but the Kiwanis Club has not been able to get them to return since 2019. The festival did not run in 2020 and 21 because of the pandemic. There is one other local amusement company that could have been an option for Holland, but it is booked with the Lilac Festival in Rochester. The town of Marilla had a similar experience several years ago. The fire company used to have an annual celebration called the Marilla Carnival with an amusement company providing rides and concessions for two days. Organizers were told the event was not long enough and the company was no longer going to contract with them. After taking a couple of years off, the event was rebranded as the AG and Fire Expo and reduced to one day. Vanderbush said that other communities have discontinued their events altogether after not lining up amusement rides. Our town is not having their festival this year because they can't get rides, she said. However, Holland is still planning an event. Vanderbush said that the Kiwanis Club could still use volunteers to assist at the bounce houses and other activities that have been planned. Nearly 10 food vendors have been lined up, including Nellie's Smokezilla, Outback Kettle Corn, Yakasobas, and House of Munch, among others, and wristbands will be available for each day. Vanderbush said it is more work for the club to organize this event without the amusement company because they also brought the manpower to run the concessions, rides, and games. This year, the Kiwanis Club is trying to organize all of the events and games for entertainment, as well as organizing the rest of the activities that weekend. We try so hard to do this and make the event for everyone. It's a tradition for families, she said. Wristbands are available for a reduced rate of $20 per day until May 11th at Holland Hardware, 9 North Main Street, Holland Pharmacy, 19 North Main Street, and Rose Forestry, 17 South Main Street. After May 11th, the price increases to $25 per wristband for people six years old and over. Wristbands for children up to five years old are a flat rate of $15. For more information on this year's festival, visit www.townofhollandnewyork.com slash tulip-festival. Hawk Creek celebrates eagles during Wild Earth event.
Eagles have captured the human imagination for centuries. Admired for their grace, beauty, and strength, they have created awe and played an important part in the history of the world. This year, Hawk Creek Wildlife Center will host a Walk with the Eagles to celebrate those creatures at the Wild Earth event. This walk will take place on May 13th with Global Eagle Conservation Conservationist William Volkler of SIA. Visitors will also have the opportunity on May 6th and 13th during the Wild Earth event to see hawks, owls, falcons, wildcats, reptiles, and more. The center will open from 11 a.m. through 4 p.m. each date. There will be refreshments, a gift shop, a flying bird show, a wild cat chat, and activities for all ages. Parking for this event is free, and tickets are $15 for adults, $13 for veterans and seniors, $9 for children, and $35 for a family pass of up to two adults and three children who are five years old to 12 years old. Children four years old and under are free. Tickets can be purchased at the gate or online. Visit www.hawkcreek.org. For more information and directions, the event is Rain or Shine. Hawk Creek Wildlife Center is located at 1963 Mill Road in West Falls. Roycroft Chamber Music Festival announces new season. The Roycroft Chamber Music Festival will begin its new season with a series of four concerts at East Aurora St. Matthias Episcopal Church at the corner of Main and Maple Streets in East Aurora. All concerts will begin at 7.30 p.m. and will run without intermission. Concert dates are June 9th, June 11th, June 16th, and June 18th. Tickets for concerts are available at Tops on Gray Street, Elm Street Bakery on Elm Street, the Roycroft Inn on South Grove Street, and the Powerhouse on the Roycroft Campus. Tickets are $15 in advance and $20 at the door. Prior to the start of each formal concert, local high school chamber musicians will perform. These groups will have been mentioned by the professional RCMF musicians in preparation for these concerts. The Royal Concert Roycroft Chamber Music Festival is a committee that operates under the Roycrafters at Large Association, Inc. We have some advertisements. Uh, gift picks for Mother's Day. Bring Mom for a shopping trip and free samples from Stonewall Kitchen, May 13th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Marilla Country Store, 1673 Two Rod Road, Marilla, 716-655-1031, com. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5. Happy Mother's Day from the Country Comfort Inn by, at Jameson Acres. Your pets get away. The phone number is 716-652-3353 or email cclypg06 at gmail.com. Happy Mother's Day from Eileen's Centerview Bakery, Incorporated. Visit us for the great baked goods to treat mom. Our hours are Tuesday through Friday, 6 to 5, and Saturday, 6 to 3. Delicious cakes and heart-shaped cheesecakes. 465 Center Road, West Seneca, 14224-674-8586. Spring Wine Tasting, Friday, May 19th, 5 to 8. 
sample 25 wines from around the world, Aurora Liquor, in the Aurora Village Shopping Center, 123 Great Street, East Aurora, Monday through Thursday, 930 to 8, Friday, Saturdays, 930 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 4. Happy Mother's Day from the East Aurora Advertiser. Live music, East Aurora and surrounding bars, the week of May 4th through the 12th at 42 North on Pine Street in East Aurora. On the 5th, Friday the 5th, we had Latin Fusion Night, Percussion Protocol from 8 to 11, Sunday the 7th, Acoustic Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., Angelina's 7901 Seneca Street, East Aurora, Saturday, May 12th. Uncle Ben's Remedy will be performing 8 to 11. Get the word out. The Roy Croft Inn, 40 South Grove Street, on Friday the 5th. Paul and Helen Safaglia, 7 to 10 p.m. West Falls Center for Fine Arts, Davis Road, West Falls, Thursday the 4th. That music starts at 630 Last Waltz on Friday the 5th starts at the 7th. On Tuesday the 10th, McDale's starts at 2 p.m. On the 11th, Vets Music starts at 6.30 p.m. Make Mother's Day special with candies for Mike Homemade Candies, 2110 Clinton Street, near Rossler, Cheektowaga, 716-826-6515. Come enjoy some of the specials. We have the sponge candy, milk, dark orange, raspberry, peanut butter, and white chocolate. Also, truffles, turtles, stolen heaven, Charlie Chaplin's, Meltaways clusters, peanut butter cups, novelty chocolate, suckers, caramels, molasses suckers, elegant gift boxes, and wrapping available. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from the East Aurora Advertiser on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Local events celebrating craft beer scheduled for May 20th. The Full Circle Festival returns to Knox Farm State Park on Saturday, May 20th. This year's festival, supported by Taste New York, will showcase New York State-produced beverages and highlight the sustainability of the region's craft beverage industry. 42 North Brewing Company from East Aurora will be joined by over 20 regional craft producers with each sampling a beverage that features New York State ingredients. In addition to sampling from the breweries, tickets to the Full Circle Festival will include live music performed by bluegrass band The Brothers Blue, agriculture vendors, a souvenir tasting glass, and the annual pig roast. This is always one of our favorite events of the year, and to host it at the historic stables at Knox Farm makes it even more special, 42 North's founder, John Simperman, said. If you want to experience the best of the region's farm-to-pint products, this is the event to attend. Other brewers who will <clears throat> be attending are Big Ditch, Froth, Flying Bison, and Resurgent, as well as some of the region's smallest and newest craft breweries such as Brazen, Beer Justice, and Dublin Corners. Full Circle Festival will also feature a number of local farms and vendors, including Taste New York's Western New York Welcome Center, the Cornell Cooperative, the New York State Hop Guild, Westside Tilth Farm, 
Chestnut Hill Farm, and Farmer Pirate Compost Compost Crew. Tickets for the Full Circle Festival are on sale at 42 North Brewing or via Eventbrite at bit.ly backslash f-u-l-l dash circle fest 2023. More information on the event can be found at 42northbrewing.com. The event runs from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Community calendar for May. Mark your calendars. Monday, May 8th, Garden Club meeting. The East Aurora Garden Club will meet at noon at the Nativity Lutheran Church, 970 East Main Street, in the Activities Room. The program, Monochromatic Planters, will be presented by Christine Hartman. She's an accredited flower show judge and a garden club member. She'll demonstrate how to put together planters with a single color. Guests are welcome. For meeting or group information, call 716-912-1589. May 8th, Holland Central School District Board of Education will hold a budget hearing at 6 p.m. at the school iTech meeting. It takes a community. We'll host a monthly meeting. Check www.itacemw.com for details. Tuesday, May 9th, EAHS PTO, the East Aurora High School Parent Teacher Organization, will hold a meeting in the high school library on Center Street, East Aurora. High school students' parents are encouraged to attend. Iroquois Central School District Board of Education meeting. They will hold a budget meeting 6.30 p.m. on May 9th, followed by its regular monthly meeting at 7, and both will be held in public at the main campus on Girdle Road. Wednesday, May 10th, Iroquois PTO meeting. Iroquois Central Alma Peer Primary PTO hosts a volunteer recognition, recognition ceremony and regular meeting at the school on 711 Rice Road at 9.30 a.m. The Iroquois PTO meeting, the Iroquois Central Marilla Primary PTO will host a volunteer breakfast and regular meeting at the school, 11683 Bullis Road at 9.15 a.m. And the Parkdale PTO meeting, the East Aurora Union Free School District's Parkdale Elementary Parent-Teacher Organization will meet at 6.30. Visit the school's website for more info at www.eastauroraschools.org. Thursday, May 11th, School Art Show. Holland Central School District's Middle School and High School Art Show begins today and runs through May 15th. Iroquois PTO meeting will take place on Woodchuck Road at 6 p.m. The Iroquois Concert, Iroquois 5th and 6th grade band music students will hold their concert at 7 p.m. in the Middle School Auditorium, 2111 Girdle Road. All in the community are welcome. Parkdale Chorus Concert, the East Aurora's Union Free School District's Parkdale Elementary Grade 4 Chorus will perform on Thursday, May 11th at 7 p.m. in the High School Auditorium at 1003 Center Street, East Aurora. On Friday, May 12th, the East Aurora Middle School Dance for 7th and 8th graders will be in the school cafeteria. It's open to all 
East Aurora Middle School 7th and 8th grade students. Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th. There's a lecture at 10.30 a.m. in the Unitarian Universalist Church on 94 Buffalo Road. They'll present using power and grade a lecture given by Wayne Walder to explore both power and grace. Monday, May 15th, Peace Officers Memorial Day, May 15th. There will also be a CPR class at the West Falls Colden Community Library. They'll host a CPR class from 6 to 8 for individuals and families who want to learn adult, child, and infant CPR but do not need a course completion card. The cost is $25. Space is limited to register by Saturday, May 13th. Call 652-5544. On Tuesday, May 16th, the East Aurora UFSD vote at the universe, the East Aurora, excuse me, to participate in the annual Board of Education election and budget vote from 7 to 9 in the middle school cafeteria on Main Street in East Aurora. Holland Central CSD vote and the annual Board of Election and Budget Vote from 7 to 8 in the Holland Community Center, Iroquois CSD Vote. The Iroquois CSD invites voters to participate in the annual Board of Election, Education Election and Budget Vote from 7 to 9 in the Intermediate Building Gymnasium on Girdle Road. East Aurora Board of Education meeting, will they'll meet in the public at 7 p.m. in the Middle School Library Iroquois Kindergarten Orientation Programs will host several kindergarten orientation from Alma Primary, 711 Rice Road will hold a program from 9 to 11. Marilla Primary and Bullis will host a morning at Marilla from 9.15 to 10.15. Wales Primary Kindergarten Orientation will be held at the school on Woodchuck Road from 9.30 to 9.45. Also on Tuesday, May 16th, there will be a concert, the Iroquois Music Concert at the Iroquois Central School District. Music students in grades 5 through 8 will hold a chorus concert at 7. All are welcome. Wednesday, May 17th, the Reading Club with the Aurora Town Public Library will hold their monthly after-school reading club for children ages 6 to 11 at 4 p.m. Children will share their favorite books, play games, and earn prizes. Call 716-652-4440 to register. Reproductive Rally at the Unitarian Universalist Church of East Aurora on Buffalo Road will sponsor a rally titled A Special Night for Reproductive Justice from 530 to 8. It's free and open to the public. Call Mary at 646-244-2871 to reserve seats. Obituaries. Leonard Blizniak, veteran dedicated to the community. October 20, 1935 to April 29, 2023. Leonard Blizniak of Marilla died at home on Saturday, April 29th. He was 87. Born on October 20th, 
1935 in Buffalo, Mr. Blisniak was a resident of Marilla for the past 62 years with his wife, Myrna Blisniak, whom he wed in 1959. She predeceased him on February 10, 2022. Mr. Blisniak graduated from high school, then served in the U.S. Army from October 53 to September 61, stationed in Germany. He spent his career in a variety of positions, including driving semi-trucks and cement trucks and working for small construction construction companies. From 1972 to 1990, he was self-employed at Merton Electronics. From 1992 to 2018, he was again self-employed at Blisniak Enterprises, a construction company. He was dedicated to his community, serving for 52 years as a volunteer fireman in the Marilla Fire Company. During his tenure, he served in many offices, including president, vice president, fire police captain, and president of Ca and president of the Benevolent Carnival. Chairman for many years, on June 11th, 22, Mr. Blisniak was honored as the Grand Marshal of the Marilla Fire Company Parade. He was also a 62-year member of Annunciation Church and ushered for church services for 50 years. He is survived by his children, Patrick, Michael, Myrna, Compton, John, and Paul, grandchildren, 10 grandchildren, excuse me, 27 grandchildren, 10 great-grandchildren, siblings, Rosemary, Courtney, Patricia, Kubiak, Margaret Stevens, Ted Blake, and Anthony Blisniak, and many relatives and friends. Arrangements were entrusted to Paul Clock Blossom Chapels. Visitation at the funeral home was held on Friday, May 5th from 3 to 7, and on May 6th, a massive Christian burial was held at Annunciation Church. You can visit www.klocfuneralhome.com to share online condolences. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from the April 23rd, April 2023 issue of the East Aurora Advertiser. Your reader has been Jerry Budney. Thank you for listening.